You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia, here from the studios of Pigeon Media in Melbourne, Australia, hosted by Ivan Fonti. Tune in worldwide via our website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au. Pigeon Racing Victoria Incorporated Special Announcement Due to the COVID-19 restrictions in 2020, the race is postponed to 2022. Now the race is on and here comes pride up the backstretch. The Victoria Cup 2022. Purchase special rings at $100 each. For every 10 rings purchased, receive one ring for free. Presented and conducted by Pigeon Racing Victoria Incorporated. First prize is $100,000 guaranteed. Australia's biggest pigeon race from Cobar in New South Wales. For more information, visit the website at www.pigeonracingvictoria.com. That's www.pigeonracingvictoria.com. Or telephone Taz Gazis on 0419 That's 0419 Six one. Southern FM. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Mead stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. 
a wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements, plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Pet Stock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Roanfried Pigeon Products. Roanfried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Your voice in the community, 88.3 Southern FM You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Fonte. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia, brought to you from our studios, Pigeon Media Studios in Melbourne, Australia, and via this great radio station, 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside in Melbourne, Australia. And uh, we've got an exciting program for you uh, today. We've got uh, the media check. I've got some interesting articles there. We've got Rodney Main coming on to talk about the King Island race. We've got Greg Kokoschke, and we're going to grill him about the Australian National Racing Pigeon Board. And we have David Gordon from uh, Sydney coming on to tell us about uh, what's happening over there in the CCF. We also have uh, the winner of the first sprint series race for the Western Pigeon Federation in Melbourne, Australia. Australia, Mr. Frank Briffer, congratulations to him. We'll be hearing about his great win. So let's go on with the show. Pigeon Radio Australia.
Yes, stop that pigeon now. Welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. And uh, we've got the bananas. They're not split this week. They're here. The bananas. So let's introduce our bananas as we do every week. Are you thinking what I think can be one? I think I am B2. It's music. Tony McPherson and Tony Barbara. B1 and B2 our Pigeon Radio Australia bananas in pyjamas. And first of all, it's a very good day to my great friend who comes into the studio every week over here, and that's B2, Mr. Tony Barbara. Hello, Tony. How are you, mate? And welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia once again. Good day, Ivan. Good day, B1. Good day, B2. Pantan, good day to everybody around the world. Yes, good day to everybody around the world. And uh, we've got uh, the other banana on, on the mm. line, and it's uh, Mr. Tony McPherson. Good day, Tony. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Ivan. Very good, and uh, good day to B2. He's here. And now, introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia's know-it-all spy correspondent, Charlie Gretsch. Mr. Sir Charles Gretsch, you're yes. back. Hello. You were missing in action last week. Yes, I can run, but I can't hide. No. <laughs> so, tell, tell us what's going on in Wallenland over there on your side of the neck of the woods. Um... Oh, heaps is happening up this end of the woods. Um, mm. Racing is not far away. People are training. Birds mm. are going everywhere. Well, the Western, Pigeon, Federa- Western Pigeon Federation had their first race. We'll hear about that in a, in a sec. But um, what I'm going to ask you to tell us, uh, Charlie, you told me on the phone uh, when we were talking during the week uh, about the video that you brought out for the COVID. Now, you suggested to me to highlight that on our Racing Pigeon Club, and I think that you should suggest to everybody listening to this radio program that lives in Melbourne, Australia, to highlight that video that you put out on their club page or club website or whatever so that if something happens as it's happening because there's bloody COVID over there in on your side of the city. So if it hits again, that the uh, government know what we're on about and how we're going to race our pigeons. So you want to tell us a bit about that quickly? All right, really quickly. Um, well, our club's adopted it, uh, so uh, that's our COVID plan. We have a question sheet, which has got five questions on it that we answer. It's filed away, and we're COVID um, prepared. So if anything got a, we've got a lockdown or something. So all the other clubs and stuff up there, if they don't have a COVID plan in place... Is uh, to get one. If it's not the video, is to have one because um, if something happens and you haven't got a plan, um, you'll be in trouble because um, you want to race your pigeons. Well, you've got to have something there in writing or whatever to show the authorities that you uh, are safe and your club or members have got something there in place in case it does happen to your federation. Yeah, that's that's a good point, mate. And um, this time, I think we're prepared if something does happen. Pigeon flies. We're more prepared than we were last year, anyway. Yes, um, yeah, it's been good. Um, been really good. All right, no worries. Anyway, we've got to go in quickly into this segment because we've got we've got a big show today, and uh, we've got to get our guests through. And so it's going to be a quick, quick paced show with lots of guests. So let's go into this very popular. I've had a lot of comments about this segment and everybody loves it. So let's go into this this segment as we do every week. 
The Worldwide, Pigeon Radio Australia, Pigeon Media, Weekly Check. Yes, the Worldwide, Pigeon Radio Australia, Media Check. So what we do is we go around and uh, highlight some articles on pigeons and pigeon racing on the internet, which there is more and more and more of each week. It's unbelievable, actually, how many articles on pigeons and pigeon racing there is. But here, this one's not actually about pigeon racing, but I thought I'd highlight this because uh, these people, Peter, Protection of Animal Rights Group, activist. Anyway, Peter came out this week and uh, even Neil Mitchell had it on 3AW, um, and they said, because, of the, because there's a mouse plague in the country, yeah, the farmers are really battling with the mice and everything. So Peter's come out and said that you can't just put baits down or gas them or whatever, you've got to humanely kill them and relocate them. Tony McPherson, comment. <laughs> Mate, when I, when I heard this on the, or listened to it on the TV and whatnot, Mm. I just laughed. Yeah, the farmers, <laughs> the farmers would just cackle, mate. They would cackle. But um, one farmer very, very brightly said, "Okay, I'm going to relocate these mice. I want the people from Peter, from Peta, to give me their names and addresses, <laughs> and I'll send a box full of them to them. Yeah. So there'll be quite a few boxfuls. Like, I mean, no, are these people for real? Have these deals, people? Have these? Has, have these people got a life? Do they live alive, uh, or do they just sit around? Yeah. Oh, look, uh, look, uh, I can understand they want to save animals, this, that, and the other. But um, oh, if you want to save, sooner will be the locusts, the locusts, and everything else. And you know what? We'll have nothing to eat, hmm. so uh, we'll be eating the mice. So um, you know, crazy, crazy. Oh, look, it's crazy. Um, look, those crazy, poor yeah, absolutely fa- crazy. Oh, my father-in-law's got a farm, and mice absolutely destroy everything. Right, they're getting yeah, into the silos. They go. They're even crawling in in the poor farmers. They're trying to sleep at night. They got mice and rats crawling over them because of this mm. plague. And these people oh. want to humanely get destroy them. Oh, mate, unbelievable! Well, they, they want to they want to relocate them, relocate, yeah. catch them, and relocate them. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, boy, boy. I did. Look, I was up at Manangatang there one time, and my brother-in-law said to me, "You better put your." pants in your socks. I said, what for? Mm. He said, you'll find out if you don't. Mm. And sure enough, you know, I had mice running up my legs. Anyway, quickly, but, we've got a couple yeah, more. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. No worries. Anyway, yeah. quickly, we've got another couple of articles, and this, this one comes from Iran, right? And it's an ancient pigeon tower is awaiting restoration. I've, I've seen this, I've seen stuff on this mm. before. In Tehran, Iran, a historical pigeon tower where droppings were once collected as fertiliser centuries ago, is planned to be restored in the city of Vernum Kast, central Isfahan province in Iran. So that's very interesting. This thing is a sort of pre-Christ thing that they used mm. to do, and they used to collect the pigeon droppings in this tower and then use it to fertilise their crops. Yeah, look, uh, when we were over in Europe, uh, Ivan, um, there was plenty of um, pigeon coves, you know, and towers and things like that. And they used the droppings, like you said, for for fertiliser and also for fuel to light fires. And, um, and of course, the eggs, 
during the winter months. They had the eggs and everything else, and when things got really desperate, they ate the pigeons, but not, not all of them. They, they weren't that silly. Mm. So, you know, uh, yes, it's, uh, mm. uh, the, pige- the pigeons um, have kept uh, humans alive for many, 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 many years. And here's something that comes from the United Kingdom, um, and I think that uh, we should adopt this somehow in Australia. This is from Mount Sion Primary School in the United Kingdom. And uh, their uh, principal says, Today the boys in second class had some special visitors to the school. They got to go outside and learn all about pigeon racing and racing pigeons. Thank you to Joe and Maria Flynn for taking time out to visit the boys today. The boys really enjoyed it. I reckon that um, we should adopt something like that in Australia. And talking about Mm. kids and pigeon racing, uh, we've had James Cook on, and he's made a comment about his daughter. And listen to this from Elizabeth, and she'd be 10 years old now this year. And James Cook writes, I don't often talk about our results, but last weekend Elizabeth, my 10-year-old daughter, sent three birds in the Devon SR Fed to... Chichester, 147 miles. She has a team of natural yearlings, some not raced, and some only have one race as a young bird. She was first and second club, eighth section in the fed, and 61st open fed. Now, I know that doesn't set the world alight, but her first bird was also her single nom, and she selected these three from her team of 30 birds. Personally, I think that is some performance from her and her team. I'm not taking anything away from the winners of the 60 clock birds in front of her, but we are some of the uh, furthest flyers in our fed and the wind, 99% of the way on the nose, it's hard flying even on an easy day. Her second bird was in its first ever race, being 15 minutes behind her first bird, we never get big drops here, all individualists. Congratulations, Elizabeth, on great pigeon fancying. So, Certainly is. Yeah, Certainly for is. a 10-year-old, that's, I reckon that's yeah. pretty good. Well, anyway, to be able to select your three birds and, and your first non-bird mm. and win the nom, mm. I think that's, a, that's, a, that's great selection. Oh, and good on her. Great, great to see. And talking about the, the school business... Um, Mm. Our, our, our great friend up in Ballarat, the Ballarat barber, mm. he used to, he, when he had the birds, he used to go to the uh, the, the local schools up there um, quite often and uh, and have show and tell at, yeah. at the local schools. I, so. I know Simon Gretsch was doing it. He was visiting in yeah. his daughter's school and that, which, but I reckon that we should adopt a, a, some sort of a, a system. Hey, I'll talk to Taz Gazis about this. I reckon Pigeon Racing Victoria should adopt a system where um, w- you get people who, who'd like to go and visit schools and talk about pigeon racing, and we get a team of people, and we just go around visiting schools, contacting them, and, yeah, yeah I reckon that, that's yeah, well, a good idea. Anyway, yeah, we're going to yeah. break for a song right now because we're going to have our first guest up who is the winner of the Western Pigeon Federation Sprint Race. So let's break for a song and hear from our... Uh, very important sponsors as well. But here's a song from Croatia. Now, it's not in Croatian, it's in English. Now, what's happened in Croatia, there's a 
country and western bands in Croatia and these country and western bands that perform in Croatia have released an EP of songs and here's an original country song from a, uh, a band in Croatia called Veni Vidi Whiskey which means come and see the whiskey anyway the song is called Born to be Free so let's have a listen to this uh, great country song from Croatia You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the bayside. Maybe two, maybe three, the guys that keep on riding with me through the dark. I was thrown. Keep me going on since I was born. I was born to be free. I was born to be free. I was born to be free. To be free.
all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop pigeons and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 551. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Hey Gary, what time you call this? Yeah, the traffic was really bad. Oh, there's steve Go, Steve. Morning. How's your weekend? Same old, same old. What'd you get up to? Not much. Are you okay, mate? Looking out for one another is something we all need to do. So if a mate's struggling, ask, are you okay? Listen, encourage action, and check in again soon. Those four steps could change their life. Find out more at areyouok.org.au. I was lucky that when I picked up the phone that day to call my best friend, that he answered... Despite almost every Australian knowing someone who has been affected by suicide, we still don't talk about it. Lifeline Australia's new podcast, Holding On To Hope, shares stories of survivors and the connections made to find the hope to keep living. Because when we talk about suicide, we realise our capacity to support those around us. Holding On To Hope. Lifeline.org.au forward slash podcast. People aged 50 and over can receive their COVID-19 vaccine at selected vaccination clinics. And from the 17th of May, it will be available at participating general practices. It's voluntary, free, and the best way to protect you and your community. Our Therapeutic Goods Administration continues to closely monitor the safety of all vaccines in Australia. Find out where you can get vaccinated at australia.gov.au. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. 
Želite li okusiti Hrvatsku? Ugodite Hrvatskom glasu. S Maricom Čok. Hrvatska glazba. Vijesti i čet. Svakog ponedjeljka od 22 do 3 sata. Upravo ovdje. Na 88.3 Južna FM. Zvukovi uz obalu. Monday is from 10pm to 3am. Tune in to Croatian Voice with Marica Čok. A taste of Croatia with Croatian music, news and chat. Right here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Do you know you can listen to Southern FM through your smartphone? Just download the free TuneIn app and search for Southern FM. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Broadcast from Melbourne, Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Stop the pigeon, 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 stop the pigeon
very happy with the win. Um, um, I don't normally, uh, well, I've never raced sprint series before. That's how keen I was to get started, mate, this year. Yeah, oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, so it was, uh, yeah, can't can't complain at all, mate. Pretty happy with, with the birds and the results. So, yeah, fantastic. Oh, that's good. Well, uh, it's good to win the opening one. And um, one down, how many to go? There's six, I think, isn't there, races? Uh, what, sprint? Yeah. Uh, five. Five, is there? Yeah, five. Okay. And then you um, have a bit of a break? No, apparently because uh, we started later than planned, it's going to run straight into the old birds. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's all right for um, for you guys with the sprint birds. You've got them all trained, ready for action. Yeah. Well, I've only I've only been training. Uh, I haven't trained my babies yet or my hens. Um, just been tr- just been training the cocks f- for these five races. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, again, thanks for coming on the um, coming on the show, and well done for uh, for Saturday's race. And hopefully, um, you've got five to go and take out a couple more, and it'll be a really good, even better start of the season. Yep. Thank you very and, uh, much. We might get you on again. No worries. Have a good one. <laughs> thanks run. very much. Thanks, mate. Frank. Congratulations once again, mate. Thank you, guys. No worries. See you, mate. Bye. That was the winner of the first Sprint Series race for the Western Pigeon Federation, Mr. Frank Briffa. We're going to break for a song. And he, um, I tell you, Tom Jones has got a new album out. Good old Tom Jones. And he's still got it. Here's a, here's a very modern song from Tom Jones called Popstar. Let's have a listen. This is live from the studios where he recorded his album. Let's have a listen to good old Tom Jones with his new song, Pop star. Yes, I'm gonna be a pop star. Yes, I'm gonna be a pop star now. Yes, I'm. See me, I'm a pop star Yes, I'm going on a TV Yes, I'm going on a TV now Yes, I'm going on a TV Oh, mama See me, mama, mama, see me on the TV.
Jimmy. Mama, mama, see me on my first kid. Well, I'm going to the coal bank. Yes, I'm going to the See me at the cold bank. Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor, your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Mead. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Mead Stock Feed and Farming Supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. 
you'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of ten. Six or seven. Seven point five? Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash food safety training. Food safety, it's in your hands. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Join Molly and Fluro for Molly's Blooming Hour, Saturday from 4 till 5pm. We'll have interviews with gardening experts, plus gardening tips and fresh produce recipes. We will also talk about what's happening in your beautiful Bayside garden, what's blooming now and what to do in your garden now. Then stay tuned for the after show, where we'll be keeping you entertained with special guests, fun and games and of course more great music. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside in Melbourne, Australia. And our website at Pigeon Media Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. And the website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au. Now, Tony, um, talking about the sprint race, before we go to our next guest, we've got a guest on the line from Sydney uh, waiting on the line patiently, but uh, before we go to our guest, Tony, um, I didn't read it because I read only the first uh, ten results. But uh, you and Angelo finished up. Uh, Angelo finished up sixteenth on that race, and you finished up seventeenth. And you told me you had a hundred percent returns, Tony. Yeah, hundred percent. We had ten together. Ten. But- Ten together. I couldn't bring one down. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't you? No. Unbelievable. Anyway, Charlie Gretsch has a guest from Sydney on the line. Charlie, take it away and introduce our guest. Yeah, thanks, Ivan. We've got, um, we've got a guy from the Cumberland Fed in Sydney, our old mate, David Gordon. G'day, David. How are you? I'm good, mate. Good. How are you? Good. How's it going up there? Uh, going well. Going well. Going well. Good, good. Yeah. What's happening on the racing um Schedule. When do you start? When do you kick off? Well, the big kickoffs this Saturday, mate. This is the uh, the first the uh, first one of the year uh, yeah. for the the North Track that we haven't we haven't been for about ten years now. It's uh, a bit bit tougher than the uh, 
the other tracks were on, so we'll see how we go. It's uh, had a, uh, a fed toss uh, last Saturday from from the race point at Redhead, and they came through really well. So pretty promising signs after some tough tossing out that way. So uh, hopefully everyone's got them got them ready to go, and the weather's on our side, and we can get a good successful start of the year. So how far is the first race? Uh, 121 k's to me, um, but our feds, you know, pretty pretty fast spread. So you're probably looking at anywhere between you know. 90 odd k's to like 140, 50 k's. So it's only short to begin with. Um, because we got oh, that's to... good. It's good to give them yeah. a chance. You know, give them a good, good head yeah. start. That that distance, it's excellent. Yeah, yeah. Get a few early ones away and slowly build them up throughout the season, and yeah, hopefully get some fitness under their belt. So the North Track, how many races? Uh, we should have twenty twenty one on the schedule as. As uh, always, we always have around that 2021 mark. Um, that's if weather permitting and, you know, we can actually get all the races in and with any luck. So we'll see how we go. Okay. So um, so next week we might get a result. Yes, well, yes. Hopefully the weather's kind to us this weekend. We can get a race away. And, uh, yes, hopefully after the weekend we, we've got our first winner of the year. Oh, beautiful. All right, David. Well, um, it was just a bit of a, a touch base touch yep. base today so we can uh, find out what's going on. Um, anything else? Anything else happening? No, well, we've got two other federations um, in the Sydney Basin, one at uh, the Western Sydney Federation. They're starting uh, this weekend also. Uh, they're out on the West Track. Um, and we've got the Southern Federation. They start the week after. So within the coming weeks, it's all all, all uh, systems go. Hopefully everyone's ready and Corona stays away and we can get a nice season in and Enjoy our hobby again for the, this coming season. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, mate, again, um, it's great to hear from you again. No doubt we'll be hearing from you um, later in uh, in a couple of weeks' time or maybe even next week. We'll see how we go. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully you see my name up the top somewhere with any luck. And Well, that's up to okay. you, mate. That's, if you want your name up there, you know what to do. <laughs> I'll do my best. I always always try my best. That's all I can do. And all you got to do, mate, is just make sure that you're the one to put the results in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. I'll work, I'll work <laughs> me way there. Make it all worthwhile. Yeah. All right, buddy. All right, we'll see you. Um, we'll speak to you again soon, mate. No worries. No worries, champ. You stay well. All right. Thanks, David. That was David Gordon from the Central Cumberland Pigeon Federation in Sydney, Australia. And now we're going to break for a song. And here's my favourite band on the internet. Honestly, these people, are, they've got great music. Really do. And uh, this is the French family band. They put a new song out this week, and I love it. And it's called... Waiting in your welfare line, the French family band featuring young Sonny French. Let's have a listen to this. I got the hungries for your love, and I'm waiting in your welfare line. Well, I ain't got nothing but the shirt on my back and an old two-button suit. I got caught up in my job about a week ago, and now I'm sleeping in. But I'm gonna be the richest guy around the day you say you're mine. I got the hungries for your love, and I'm waiting in your welfare line. Well, when I first met you, baby, nearly made me wreck my old 49 Cadillac. And while I knew that at a glance it was you for me. 
Australians from Australia, but they base themselves in Nashville so that, uh, yeah, the young people in the family that enjoy playing music can get famous. And I reckon this little guy is going to be quite famous, believe me. Uh, well, we're going to come back with our next guest. You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au and our great radio station, Southern FM. Their website address or our website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au and we've got two great groups on Facebook. We've got one called The Racing Pigeon and that's got over 20,000 members worldwide. Wow. And we've got the Racing Pigeon Australia and Pigeon Radio Australia, which has nearly 8,000 members. So that's pretty good too. All right. And uh, we've got a special guest on the line from Melbourne, from Melbourne, in the southeastern side of Melbourne. So, uh, Charlie, go ahead, mate. Yes, we want to welcome on the show Mr. Rodney Main. G'day, Rodney. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, same as yesterday, mate. Same as yesterday. Good old saying these days for me. Um, <laughs> how you been, mate, down there? What's going on down your way? Ah, uh, no, all good down here, mate. Every, the weather, weather's, weather's much better on this side of Melbourne and everything else. So, no, it's all great. Uh, good, good. So, racing's only around the corner. You've got, um, you got a special race coming up this weekend, yeah? Yeah, this weekend the Dandenong Racing Pigeon Club has uh, got their two bird special races from first one this weekend and second one the following weekend. So Now, just before you go on, because I know you're going to switch over to Tony McPherson, uh, Charlie, I've just got one announcement to make before you do that, and it's this one. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. 
And it's a happy birthday to your partner, Rodney, Donna Gat. Yes, it's a very big special birthday that ends in a zero for her tomorrow. So it's her birthday week this week. So, but yeah, the official day is tomorrow. It's so. week. She's very lucky. Have one all week. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, yeah, she's very lucky. Yeah, very lucky. Yes. Well, Tony, on that note, the ball's in your court now. Ah, uh, yeah. Thanks, uh, Charlie. G'day, Rodney. It's good to hear you on the radio show, buddy. Now, um, we've got coming up on Thursday night the basketing for the King Island races. Um, tell us about um, what happens on the night and uh, the camaraderie and the, and the good fun that we have. Yeah, look, I think um, I've only been, as you know, I've only been in Melbourne a few years, but these King Island races are a very big social event for the Dandenong Pigeon Racing Club. Um, it's sort of a kick-off to the season. It's open to everybody to come and fly. Um, from all accounts, the amount of phone calls and messages and stuff I've had, it's going to be um, somewhat of back to what it, the people talk about what it used to be. I think it would be very well supported. And uh, look at the weather both weekends, long-range forecast. You can't take too much notice of, but it doesn't look like there's going to be too many issues and very, very little wind, so it should be a good... Uh, fair contest for all. So yes, yes, should be, should be. Now, as you, as as we all know, um, the birds are, are basketed into a cardboard boxes, four dollar box, um, and then uh, we basket on the Thursday. They get taken down to I think Tasfast, and then they're shipped over to, over to King Island. Now, tell us um, what happens when they get get to King Island, there, brother. Uh, look, they've been, uh, they get shipped in the very early hours of Friday morning, um, for, like you said, from Tasfast out of Moorabbin Airport. Um, they go over there to a guy who used to race pigeons. His name's Wayne Lovell. Um, yes. There's, there's two, there was two units, especially two pigeon units on King Island that the Tassie guys use on uh, uh, regular occurrences through the season. And... Um, so we go we go into those and the birds are fed and watered on the on the Friday and obviously all things going well they'll be released Saturday morning and and she's on so look your two, your two bird race entry is thirty five dollars yep there's optional one two dollar and five dollar pools yes uh, there's compulsory twenty dollar lot nomination yep and hopefully we have also have a massive Calcutta. Uh, yes, the Calcutta is always quite uh, quite sought after, and um, this year for the first time, they are going to have two sections: a west, basically the Yarra River splits the the Melbourne in half. So west and north of the Yarra River is section A, section B is south and east of the Yarra River, with fifty percent <laughs> the money from each section staying in each section. And 50% going to the overall result. Um, yeah, that... And also on offer this year for the first time that I know of is uh, we're going to have the clock presentation on the western side at the VRPU through Wayne Williams has organised that, um, which I'm very much we're all very much appreciative of. And uh, yeah, saves obviously saves the guys the second trip back, and also hopefully puts more clocks on the table because blokes that might be running 
down the field a little bit might be more encouraged to present their clocks. So On the 11th of June, um, once again, a, a social event. Dandenong Racing Pigeon Club are going to have a Racing Pigeon show. Look, there, there's, there's quite a few classes there, but um, there's especially classes, special classes there for birds that have had a, a fed position over 700 kilometres, top five fed position, and for hot hens and cocks. Um, and another section for hens and cocks that have flown 800 kilometres plus, um, plus there's your basic sections. Um, the judge is not going to be announced who the judge is until the day. No, no, we don't, we don't want dollars swapping hands. Uh, this one has surprised me a little bit, um, <laughs> not, being, not being ever interested in showing pigeons before um, myself. The amount of interest that we have had and inquiries about this has, has astounded me. I just can't believe how many people, but and good on them for, for that actually want to get out there and show their pigeons. Um, yeah, yes, for sure. And, and I also one thing I haven't really spoken about, but one thing is it's also an opportunity for for some of the studs to put some of their better pigeons on show for people to have a look at too. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The entry for that is three dollars a bird, and you. You are limited to put two birds in each class. So, there's ribbons for sections. There's a champion of the show, a champion hen, champion cock. Um, so yeah, it's 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 going to be yeah once again a social event, but quite well quite well organised. And uh, just let me read the uh, flyer because the race is on this Saturday. So. Um uh, Dandenong Racing Pigeon Club presents the uh, 2021 King Island Two Bird Specials, and the race one is this Saturday, the 29th of May, and basketing is on Thursday night from 5:30 p.m. So don't worry if you're racing the sprints, you is your basketing for King Island on the Thursday night. Our race two is Saturday, the 5th of June, 2021. Basketing Thursday from 5:30 p.m. New flies, please contact. Nev on 0413-912-168. You can find this flyer online. It's a two-bird race entry, $35. Two sections, Section A and Section B, as we heard before. Prize money, 50% of section entries, uh, 50% of overall optional, $1, $2, and, and uh $5 pools, overall result, $20 compulsory loft dom, Calcutta including all competing lofts, one flyer per loft address, stat deck at basketing that birds have been vaccinated against BMV minimum four weeks prior to the race as per Tasmanian government requirements, clock presentation, Dandenong and, well we know now, the VPU rooms. Food refreshments available on Thursday night for a good social night. Yeah, get down there. It is a good social night. Rodney, I know we have a lot of fun down there at Danny Nong Club Rooms when we're racing the King Island. Yeah, yes, we do. Um, just one thing on that, the stack deck for the uh, PMV is not required. But anyway, look, uh, thanks, Rodney, for coming on, and um, we look forward to seeing you on Thursday night. I appreciate the opportunity, guys. Thanks very much. Thanks, Ivan. All right, people, we have to break for the Southern FM Radio National News, and we'll be right back right after the Southern FM Radio National News. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia.
a song from that Croatian EP I was telling you about, and this is a Croatian band called Horses Back, a Croatian country and western band, I should say, called Horses Back, and here is Horses Back rendition of Blue Moon of Kentucky. Blue Moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. Shine on the one who's gone and proven true. Blue Moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. Shine on the one who's gone and left me blue. Pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor, your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Mead, we get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, 
cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Taramid stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Roanfried Pigeon Products. Roanfried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeon's inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor There's no doubt everyone is feeling impacted in some way by coronavirus. From work-life disruptions to financial stress, our days look very different. It's normal to be feeling a little overwhelmed or perhaps completely out of your depth. That's why Beyond Blue has developed the Coronavirus Mental Wellbeing Support Service. It's free and available 24-7. So if you're feeling unsure about how to cope, chat to one of our expert counsellors by calling 1-800-512-348 or visit coronavirus.beyondblue.org.au. What you hear on community radio is governed by the Community Broadcasting Codes of Practice. The Codes of Practice cover matters relating to program content that are of concern to the community, including local content, news, current affairs... Australian music content, programs for children and the responsibilities associated with broadcasting to the community. They also cover aspects such as community access and participation in the operation of this service. Copies of the codes are available from the Community Broadcasting Association website, www.cbaa.org.au. From Sandringham to South Yarra, you're listening to 88.3 Southern FM. Želite li okusiti Hrvatsku? Ugodite Hrvatskom glasu. S Maricom Čok. Hrvatska glazba. Vijesti i čet. Svakog ponedjeljka od 22 do 3 sata. Upravo ovdje. Na 88.3 Južna FM. Zvukovi uz obalu. Monday is from 10pm to 3am. Tune in to Croatian Voice with Marica Čok. A taste of Croatia with Croatian music, news and chat right here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. 
You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, here from the studios of Pigeon Media in Melbourne, Australia. This is the only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world. Tune in, live, worldwide, via our website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au. This is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. All the way, down under, in Melbourne, Australia. The only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world. Tune to Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside in Melbourne, Australia. And uh, our website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au. And the Pigeon Media Studio website is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. And you don't forget, you can find us on Facebook. We've got a great uh, group on Facebook. We had 50,000 members in that group and then uh, somebody decided to go and advertise pigeons for sale and they closed it down so we lost 50,000 members but it didn't take us long we've now got 20,000 members and it's climbing so we'll get back to the 50,000 and that group on Facebook is called The Racing Pigeon so go and check it out you can talk to people all over the world on pigeon racing I've met some fantastic people through that group so yeah go and join it facebook the racing pigeon it's called and tony mcpherson has a very special guest on the line and i'll let him do the honors and take it away tony thank you very much ivan look i'd like to uh, welcome greg kokoski the uh, president of the australian national racing pigeon board uh, to uh, pigeon radio and welcome to uh, to the show uh, greg and uh, it's good to uh, have you on board um, Thank you, Tony, and uh, good evening, Ivan, and listeners. Yeah, good evening. Good evening. Yeah. Look, Greg, um, we'd like to just, well, I'd like to just ask you a few questions. Uh, the, the, the members that make up the board uh, and where they're from and, um, and how, how the board was um, formed and, and the reasons why it was formed. A lot of, sure. people, have, a lot of people forgot, have forgotten why this board was formed. Yeah. Look, thank you. And, and look, it's sometimes good to revisit uh, the history. Look, the National Board was established in response to a federal government decision to update welfare and, and animal welfare codes and convert them into standards and guidelines. So Animal Health Australia was commissioned by the, the Australian federal government to undertake a consultancy process to uh, develop those new standards and guidelines. Now, Animal Health Australia would not deal individually with state bodies, so it was quite it was necessary in quite a, a rushed process to develop a national board. Um, I was not an original member of that, but uh, 
Kevin Wilson, our current WA delegate, is the sole remaining member of that. From memory, the original um, board was comprised of Stephen Kearsey in Victoria, um, Stephen Eggleton in New South Wales, and, and uh, Mark Jeffrey in New South Wales as well, Grant Patterson from Canberra, uh, Len Vanderlyn from Queensland, and, and then Kevin from WA. Um, I, I was actually the third member of uh, the South Australian delegates. Uh, they went through some fairly quick secessions. It was quite a challenging time. So Grant Patterson was uh, nominated to actually participate and was accepted by Animal Health Australia under the guise of the National Board to participate in that development process for the standards and guidelines. And, and from that, the National Board developed the National Code of Practice for the keeping and raising of racing pigeons. Yeah. Now, that National Code of Practice has, has been lodged and registered with Animal Health Australia and was approved by them as meeting the standards and guidelines. Now, that original National Code of Practice was co-authored by Len Vanderlyn in Queensland and myself. And uh, that was, uh, I think, completed in 2017. We're currently now reviewing that National Code of Practice because we've had some recent... It was signed off by all animal <laughs> welfare except for the, the chook industry, the, the battery hens. They, they would not sign off on it because it, it was too difficult for them to meet. And so there's been some toing and throwing, and, and uh, Animal Health Australia are still working through that process. So we probably won't complete our review of the National Code of Practice until such time as uh, Animal Health Australia do finalise their, their standards and guidelines. Yes, well, it seems as though um, we're in pretty good hands anyway with yourself and, and the other members. I, I, um, I well remember that uh, you know, it was a rush thing that was um, put together and thankfully uh, everyone got it all together and we're, we're operating under a, under a code of uh, conduct and practices. Yes. And, uh, and, it's, and it's been well received by by all the feds. I think all the feds signed up for it, and uh, and it's protecting our fanciers and 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 the game itself. And that's that's the most important thing. Well, and that's really what it was around. It was around animal welfare, the welfare of our birds, as being you know a paramount importance. But it also protects members against complaints from council or neighbours, and uh, we all know what a, what a difficult that is. Yes. Um, look, I'll, I'll just run through the current members of the board because I, I don't think I, I did that earlier. No. So Kevin Wilson from Perth is, is the vice president of the Perth Racing Pigeon Federation, and uh, yes. he has been a member since uh, day one. Peter Adams, who I believe you've had on the show previously. From, yes, yeah, Busselton. Yes, yes that's from down at Busselton. He's our country or regional rep. Yeah, and cool. I'll just explain that earlier this year, that, well, an outcome of our annual meeting, annual general meeting last year, is that we sought to expand the board by including country or regional reps from each mainland state. So Peter Adams is, is the regional rep for WA, Yep. Uh, here in South Australia, Gavin Harris, who was the former chair of SARPA, he is uh, the SARPA-nominated delegate for South Australia. 
And then we have Russell Somerville, who is the current vice chair of the SARPA here in Adelaide and lives in the Barossa Valley. He's taken on the regional country or regional rep. In New South Wales, we have Stephen Shears, who has been on the board for four or five years and has just been a tower of strength, particularly around negotiating with Treadley Abiovet and uh, around the rotavirus vaccine and also with uh, our failed attempt to have a symposium in Sydney that we had to cancel due to COVID. Yeah. That was going to include all the PIPA uh, overseas flyers and we'd had permission for them to participate. Then we have Paul Gibbs in the north coast of New South Wales who should be known to most pigeon flyers. He's a regular yeah. contributor to... Um, pigeon magazines both here in Australia and in England. Correct, yes. And, and then we have Jeff Propke in Brisbane, who is part of a, the management committee of uh, Queensland Racing Pigeon Fed, and Peter Flack, who is uh, our country or regional rep from Queensland. Now, at the moment, we don't have a Tasmanian delegate, but that will be rectified on the 6th of June when the Tasmanian Racing Pigeon Fed uh, have their next meeting. Um, people may or may not be aware that there's been some turbulence in the administration down Tasmania Way and uh, the old committee was voted out and uh, a new committee put in. So yeah. they're working through a process there. So we would soon have a Tasmanian delegate. Now, our big missing link really is Victoria, and it disappoints me greatly, to be truthful, that since Neil Mackar, who I must say represented Victoria fantastically and, and was a great person to deal with, um, since the resignation of uh, Neil Mackar, we, we actually haven't had a, a Victorian delegate on the national board, and it's not through not asking from a national board perspective, but... It would seem that with Victoria developing their own board that they seem to... Well, I'm not going to answer that. I think we're still waiting for Victoria to nominate some delegates to come on the national board, both for Metro and for country. So I hope out of tonight's uh, session that we might get some nominations. Well, you never know. Uh, The the show does go uh, pretty wide... Uh, and there's uh, plenty of listeners out there, so anyone that's um, interested in uh, becoming a, a country rep or a, um, a rep for the uh, Melbourne area, um, yeah, please contact uh, uh, Greg, uh, that's for sure. But um, look, Greg, uh, what, what's the future projects of the, of, of the, of the board uh, coming up? Okay. Look, I'll, I'll talk about this year for now. Yes. Uh, for 2020, I, I guess our our first, well, our first and major project is is promoting a national race from Emdale, New South Wales. Now we we selected Emdale because it's almost equal distance from Sydney, Melbourne, and Adelaide. It's within 50 kilometres of equal distance between the three major cities who you know could participate in that. So that's been scheduled as a 10 bird special on for the 2nd of October of this year. Now, we've had we've, we've had fantastic response from South Australia. In fact, I've, SARPA have scheduled the Emdale National as a standalone race on that weekend. Oh, very we've good. Had some, we've had some extremely good support from Central Cumberland, Fed and Sydney, and uh, 
Linz Pedavoli has kindly offered his transport unit to transport New South Wales birds to Emdale, which is a good, you know, it's so that we can not only transport Sydney, but also Wollongong and Newcastle. And um, we've got members out at Wagga Wagga who also want to be part of it and Canberra want to be part of it. So we've had a really good response from New South Wales and South Australia, but it's almost been a vacuum from Victoria. So once again, I'm hoping tonight's session we'll see some Victorian feds or organisations come on board and, and get behind the national race. It's been yeah. quite some years since we've had a national race. So, and, and look, the whole idea around the national race is around getting city and country flyers, giving them opportunity to, to connect and communicate and work together. Because we've been through, if we go back to the PMV, then rotavirus, and then the, the bushfires, and and now COVID, and uh, I, I'm sure I don't need to talk too much about COVID for Victoria's because uh, you've done it tough. <laughs> you certainly do not. <laughs> you, you've done it tougher than the rest of us for sure. So yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's about giving people an opportunity to be to be in something a bit different and a bit exciting. Yeah. So. You know, we're, we're certainly hoping to get uh, Victoria Flyers, both Metro and Country, on board again and be part of that. Yeah, I, I, just on that, Greg, I, I just think that in Victoria, I think we'll be happy to just race pigeons for <laughs> the moment. Yes. But, uh, but, Fair enough. But, Fair enough. Uh, yeah. but I, I do believe that there's there's a lot of uh, fanciers in Victoria that are, are really, really good and keen long-distance fanciers, and I'm sure they'll jump on board. And just speaking about COVID, um, I don't know whether you've seen the um, the Kilmore through um, Charlie Greck. He did a, a, a video in regards to um, in regards to COVID, to um, uh, some standards and everything else that to protect ourselves and things like that. But um, I think it's it's one that. Uh, we could highly recommend it to the to the to the board to look at and uh, possibly support it and back it because I think um, what Charlie's done um, could work Australia wide. There's no doubt about um, um, what he's put together, and it could could work um, Australia wide. Mm. Yeah, look, I think most of pigeon clubs throughout Australia actually do have COVID plans. Yes, so they I do. Don't know, I, um, it's been compulsory, really, to be truthful. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah. So, so certainly, I, I know in, here in South Australia, it was uh, for us to race last year. We had to have that COVID plan, and I think New South Wales, Sydney was the same. Yeah. And I think Brisbane was the same, and, and similarly with Perth. So, I, I think most pigeon clubs have already got on board and associations and, and have developed their COVID plans and have a COVID safe officer who yeah. have been specifically trained. Yeah, so, well, look, it is an important thing, and, and certainly, yeah, it is important, yes. It definitely is. Now, now also, just, Greg, you the uh, the board was also very, um, um, added their voice to um, the memorial uh, the over in Canberra um, for the uh, museum. For, for the Pigeon Museum and everything else. So um, tell us uh, your involvement there. Sure. Look, and, and thank you for the opportunity. Look, that really started in Posiers in France, to be truthful. Uh, people may or may not be aware, but 
the French people put up a, a, in Pozieres, a special war animal memorial organised uh, that it really honours uh, horses, donkeys, pigeons. And in the main statue that was done in Pozieres in France, there's actually a pigeon that's been cast in the mane of that horse. And at that uh, official opening in 2017, uh, Dr. Brendan Nelson uh, was in attendance, as was a very good friend of mine, Nigel Olsa, of uh, the National War Animal Memorial Organisation. And they got talking after because, in true French fashion, they put on a, a fantastic display of uh, war animal or, uh, just events. And one of those was... Uh, Pigeons, and uh, they got to talking about how underrepresented pigeons were in the Australian War Memorial. And so our, it really dates back to then that uh, then Nigel Olsop spoke to me about would the National Board be interested in working with him in gaining approval from Dr Brendan Nelson to develop a park to be placed in the, the War Animal section at the, the Canberra War Memorial, or the Australian War Memorial in Canberra. So, look, we we, were, we gained that approval, I think, in, in about December of 2019, and then we actually, through the very, very good work of Neil Mackar in, uh, in Melbourne and uh, a foundry in Melbourne, um, we actually had that park in place for National War Animal Day in, in 2020. So it was a... a a really concerted effort to make that happen, but it was was brilliant that we were able to get that there in place. And we had planned to actually have a symposium on on the future of pigeon racing in Australia on the same weekend, but unfortunately there were some devastating bushfires that went through Victoria and New South Wales and and the air quality in Canberra was such that uh, people were working from home and it was just unsafe to to organise a, a major event. So that's where it started and, and look, we followed up again this in this year. So we were back over in Canberra again this year for National War Animal Day. And this year, uh, the executive of the War, uh, Canberra War Memorial put on a special display of uh, a Dickens Medal winning pigeon and a Dickens Medal and uh, a few other artefacts. So it was put on especially for the event which was fairly special given that most of the War Memorial was closed due to COVID and that uh, they could only allow very limited numbers of people through. So it, it certainly wasn't possible to promote that in the way, manner in which we would have liked. But, but certainly going back to the original ceremony uh, back in uh, 2020, look, that was covered nationwide on television and I was interviewed on radio after that, um, on ABC radio, uh, for an hour and a half. So it certainly gave a very good coverage of the role of pigeons in war. And mm. for me, it's it's honouring and commemorating that past, but it's also overcoming some of the community attitude towards pigeons, so that they're just rats of the sky and, you know, they're, they're really just feral. And I think there is a community attitude there that we have to overcome. And I think that community attitude 
goes through to district councils who also tend to develop that same attitude. So I think anything we can do to commemorate and honour those pigeons and, and the brave men that uh, work with them, then, you know, I think that's a good thing for our sport, in the, even in this day and age, uh, as well as commemorating the past. Oh, most certainly there, Greg. Um, I think the awareness, uh, the more that the uh, Pigeon Federations get involved with the community, whether it's um, what we do on Pigeon Radio with the Children's Hospital Appeal and things like that, it makes people more aware of the good, the good that Pigeon people do. And uh, as you say, that you know, we want to get rid of that thing about rats in the sky. What they are is thoroughbreds of the sky. And the, more, yeah. and the more that we promote it that way, the better. And I think if the more some of these um, one-loft races and things like that, if we can promote that and, and um, get people wholly and solely outside of the sport involved, um, yeah, I'll go in that. I, can I buy a pigeon? In, and they get involved and they start to understand what it's all about. The more we get it out and get it out there for people to see, the better, uh, I believe. Yeah, but, um, yeah no, uh, look, I, I couldn't agree more. And in fact, uh, Stephen Shears in Sydney, as you may be aware, runs uh, the Gold Ring Race there. Yes, yes. And, he, and he actually sells them to all of his neighbours and everyone in his community. And yes. on race day, they come around and be part of that. So it, it's part of that community education once again. And, yeah. you know, when people really become aware, then they, they're just overawed by just what our pigeons can do. And oh. certainly in Canberra, I was taken aback at just how many people came up to me afterwards and said, I never knew that. It was great to learn that. But also yeah. about the people who said, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for pigeons but they actually saved my grandfather and, you know, so or, or father. So, you know, it's it's important that we promote those special events uh, for the community. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Look, Ivan and I have been involved uh, up at um, uh, with uh, different uh, memorial ceremonies and things like that, and it's... Uh, it's enthralling. We've released birds and people are, are totally enthralled with it and come back and just uh, thank us for being there. And that's what the pigeon fraternity have got to give, give a little bit to gain a, to gain a lot. Because Absolutely. And, and look, the National Board have been, look, Nigel Allsop, uh, who's the president of the National War Animal Memorial Organisation, he's, through me and through board members, has organised pigeon releases that... Many of his war memorial you know, that they've opened up in the last few years across Australia and into New Zealand. So, you know, yeah. we've been reaching out. And, and earlier this year, he uh, spoke to me about what we could assist with in Belgium. So, you know, it's it's not just even in Australia; it's New Zealand, Belgium, France. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's important. Yes, it certainly is. Um, now, just on a lighter note, <laughs> Greg, now you're, both you and your brother, in actual fact, the, the family, um, very well-respected and well-known pigeon fanciers in South Australia. Um, tell me, how did you guys get involved in pigeons? 
look at it. It's probably a long story, so you need to bear with me a little bit. Right, I guess that's my yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We might have to bring you back. <laughs> to be truthful, it's my dad's fault. Look, dad, dad was a country lad that grew up in Burra in South Australia. Yeah. And as a kid, he used to climb down the mine shafts and catch the feral pigeons. <laughs> so he grew up having those pigeons. And, and then or in the, in the early 1950s, my elder brother, Zelenkin and Neville, became uh, a bit interested through that. And uh, they started developing some racing pigeons. Yeah. Uh, we, were, we were pretty awful, to be truthful, and, until... Um, one year, uh, one of the leading flyers in South Australia, Vic Pape, who used to be really a gun flyer, uh, he wasn't going to race, so he agreed to sell us 10 youngsters off the floor of his racing loft. Um, so of those 10 youngsters, I think six of them got us placed in the top 10 in the Soche, including places from Alice Springs, Bolan, um, oh, you know, just during the in New South Wales, uh, Either that, or they were just pigeons, and and they really started us off. And uh, so, I guess from my perspective, I you know I was only four or five years old then, but uh, I certainly used to earn my pocket money cleaning out the loft, and uh, I was a regular at the North Suburban Club room. So I, I basically grew up in a pigeon loft. So you know, from about the age of four or five, you know, I was uh, going to pigeon clubs and meetings and down the old association hall down at Bakewell Bridge. So I've really pigeons are in my blood, to be truthful, and uh, mm-hmm. I've had to have several periods out of a sport, one through employment and uh, of seven years, and then again I was out of a sport for 18 years through pigeon fancy as long that I still suffer from today, but... You know, I was a bit like a bear with a sore head um, when I didn't have pigeons. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I got back into the sport uh, through my brother Neville. He was uh, when he uh, Neville was out of the sport for about thirty years, but uh, during which time he he did breed show pigeons, but he wasn't into racing pigeons, and uh, certainly during that time. Uh, well, when I got out of the sport, I'd actually bred him 80 youngsters uh, to start him off uh, again back in the, about 1990. And then uh, back in about 2007, he was going to nut those because they were getting a bit old. So I, I took home about half a dozen old geriatrics and uh, that's what started me off again. <laughs> yes, it doesn't take much to get you back into it, does it? <laughs> And I dare say, and I dare say uh, Greg, you've um, adjusted your loft and everything else to to cater for um, you know for the problem, you know the breathing problem and everything else. Um, oh, absolutely, I've got wire yeah. mesh around back corners, and it's it, my loft yeah. is very open. Uh, yeah. You know, it, and I really specialise in the long distance races. You know, yes. Alice Springs is what you know is my absolute favourite race and number one race, and. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't won it since I've been back, but I did finish second, third, fourth twice and fifth twice in about the past seven years. Uh, well, you haven't, you haven't given up. You haven't given up trying, so that's the important thing. That's the important thing. Now, I'll just ask Charlie. Charlie, have you got anything that you would like to ask, Greg? No, I'm happily just listening to... Um... <laughs> yes, it's, 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 yes, it's been excellent. It's been really yeah. good. 
Yeah, so can I can I just I'll go back to one of your earlier questions if I could. Yes, it, yes. You talked about what we're doing this year. Well, earlier this year we amended our constitution. We're reviewing the national code of practice. We're promoting the national race from Emdale, which is between six forty and seven hundred kilometres. So yes. you know it, it's not monstrous, and and we're working on a five year business plan for the national board. Uh, and I guess where I'd like to see the national board heading is really to overcome the, the divisive influences of it in our sport and develop a connected community of racing pigeon enthusiasts across Australia. And I, I don't, you know, I mean, everyone in Australia, it's about time we got together and worked towards the future of our sport. I'd also like to see the national board work with the leadership groups in each state and yeah. on a rotational process that there'd be an annual meeting. It might be in Melbourne one year, Sydney the next, Brisbane the next, Adelaide, then Perth, then maybe Hobart or Launceston. But by working through that, that there's actually annual meeting of the leaders of the sport so that we can talk about things that work in terms of promoting the longevity of our sport because our sport certainly faces challenges. The first and foremost is an ageing and declining membership. So you know, we've, we've got to start thinking strategically into the future about how we recruit uh, new fanciers and how we retain them. Yeah. So, you know, this, I'd also like to see each state host a community event for all their country cousins so yeah. that once a year, or, you know, no matter which club you are, say, in Victoria, that you actually have an event to go to, like a, whether it's a Christmas show or, you know, they have Father Christmas yeah. and give out those old-fashioned presents to the kids. So I'd like to see that happening again. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that this national race will become an annual event so that people just plan and expect for it and, and we go that way. Now, we had planned a second event from over a 1,000 kilometres, but based on feedback from Victoria, we decided not to proceed with that yeah. because uh, Rod Simmons had informed me that they were planning something for Victorians of a longer distance, and I, I think they're scheduling a Charlieville, which is about 1,300 k's, quite similar to our Alice Springs here in Adelaide. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. The other thing I'd yeah. like to see us do is, is work with media specialists such as yourselves to develop a resource library for the promotion of our sport. Yep. You know, whether it's on your website or the National Board website, but it's there for, for country clubs, for all associations to actually click on there and, and pick up a video or pick up something promotional. And one of those would be some posters to go in every fodder store in Australia. Yep. I think if we target fodder stores, we're more likely to gain new members because you know, whether they pick chooks or show pigeons or whatever, horses, they're going to fodder stores. So, you know, I think that's the place where we really need to advertise for new membership. So I guess that's just some ideas of, of where I think we're heading as a, a national board. The other thing I would like to work on at some stage in the future, although it may not be in my time of presidency, but... At the moment, only South Australia and Victoria have any legislation to do with that concerns the shooting or killing of pigeons, yeah. racing pigeons. Uh, Western Australia does have some legislation that says it's illegal to steal pigeons, but nothing, it's not illegal to shoot or kill them. Uh, none of the other states have any legislation uh, pertaining to pigeons. 
Now, I think with the National Code of Practice, there's an ideal opportunity for us to consider federal legislation regarding racing pigeons. And if we can do that, then, and also promote that with local councils Australia-wide, because with the varying legislation in each state, or non-consistent legislation in each state, and then within each state, different councils have different rules and regulations, I guess what I'd like to see happen is that we can try and standardise councils' rules and regulations to be consistent with the National Code of Practice. So that's why we've put so much energy into that, because I think that if we can get that national legislation and get councils to develop standardised code of practice for pigeon owners, then I think we'll overcome many of the grievances that pigeon fires have with councils today. Yes, I think, I think you're right there, uh, Greg. I, I totally agree. We need to uh, stand as one and um, have a, uh, something that you put to the council and it's everyone agrees with it and, um, and it's, uh, it's formalised and uh, we can haggle out the, you know, the, take out the, uh, the bumps and the creases, but um, we've got something that's firm to work with. As long as, you know, we're only as good as our fanciers too at times, um, unfortunately, you know. Uh, but what I, what I would like to see that is that every pigeon fancier, every person that keeps a pigeon, join a club because then they're covered, um, you know, and, and then they've got to sort of operate under, well, not under stringent rules, but at least they're covered and, and it's protecting everyone. But, at, at, you know, join a club. You, the, you don't have to be a member of the Fed. You can join the club and you, yeah. a minimal amount and things like that. That club's a part of the Fed. The, the Fed and they're under the umbrella of the Fed. The Fed's under the umbrella of the Australian National Pigeon Board. So we're all covered and that's that's where I think we should be going. And I, I, I really commend what you're, what you're saying. But This situation in Victoria, right, all the, all the stuff that you've presented is really positive and great for pigeon racing and, and it's a good thing that what's happening. Um, but the board opened up in Victoria, like you had Neil Macker and he was doing a good job and everything else and the board opened up in Victoria and then it came across some hurdles during the rotavirus uh, episode. Um, how are we going to fix this situation so that we can all come together, as you say, as one group? Very good question. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's that short notice. <laughs> I, I think we can only fix it in small steps. And I think that, you know, what I said earlier is about, you know, my vision for the future is about us all working together rather than being divisive yeah. because division creates nothing. You get nothing good comes out of division. If, unless we're prepared to work together, and certainly I can assure all Victorian listeners from a national board perspective that the national board is there for all Victorians as well. You know, we, we really do see ourselves as a national board, you know, and with a constitution that's 16 pages long. So, you know, there's guidelines in which how we can act or, and what we can do, but, but you know, we're certainly there for all Victorians. And, and I think, you know, I certainly, look, I still speak with Neil Macar quite regularly. He phones me and I phone him. Um, look, I, I really value that relationship and certainly he was a he was a fantastic delegate for the national board. He represented 
Victoria with distinction. And, you know, I, I certainly hope that uh, tonight's session may trigger some response from Victoria, that they start moving away from the past. Look, I can't change the past. Nobody can. All we can do is work towards a better future and a more cooperative working relationship in the future. Um, you know, it's that's all I can really say, that mm. we've got to put the past behind us and we've got to move forward. Okay. It's 2021, not 2017 yeah. Yeah, or yeah. 16. Yeah. All right. Um, now, if somebody's interested in it, what, what's a procedure? Because people, well, what I hear around the traps here in Melbourne is, oh, you know, that board, they just self-appoint themselves and this and that and there's no voting and, and that's... Well, look, that's actually not the truth. I mean, when I joined the board as a South Australian delegate in 2017, I was nominated by the Management Committee of SARPA here in Adelaide. The current South Australian delegate, Gavin Harris, who's a former chair, he's certainly nominated by SARPA here in Adelaide. Kevin Wilson is the vice chair of the Perth Racing Pigeon Federation. He was nominated by the Perth Racing Pigeon Federation. Stephen Shears was on was on the management committee of the Central Cumberland Fed. He was nominated by the Central Cumberland Fed. Jeff Trofke was on the management committee of, of Brisbane Racing Pigeon Fed. He's you know he he was nominated by them. It's you know if we you know. We we have appointed our country delegates because we were looking for quality people uh, to start it off. But, you know, once their terms are finished, then, then it will go to, once again, voting. But, you know, none of us are there because we chose to be there. We were nominated to be there by the, the organisations in our state. Similarly, Neil Macar in Melbourne, he was nominated by the VHA. He didn't suddenly come from nowhere. So, you know, there's, on the pigeon media, well, on the pigeon grapevine, I should say, not the pigeon media, there's a whole lot of bullshit circulates, if, if you'll excuse my friend. <laughs> and, and it's just not true. Yeah, yeah there, there is a lot of rubbish. So now, look, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, well, we've got to get Victoria on board and this board has to start working for the entire country and, and, and as you say, get people together. So how are we going to do this? Because... Melbourne is a very difficult place, as you as you are aware. We've got five federations here, yes, and 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 <laughs> we have difficulty to, to to sit down at one table and talk between five federations. So, how are we going to uh, uh, get over this obstacle and get somebody and get somebody on this board so that the whole country is represented? Look, can I take that one on notice? Because I look, I'm certainly you know I've had many and long conversations with Neil Macar, I, I would like to give some considered thought to, what, to that question because I think it really does deserve and warrant a considered response. I'm certainly prepared to give an undertaking that I will give it that considered and response and in the process consult with some trusted people in Victoria so that I can... Um, try and provide a step forward or a plan forward. Now, you know, will everyone come on board? I think probably not, but it is important that Victoria are included and involved in the national board. Well, so, so it's important. Just just on that though, Greg, um, Victoria signed the the uh, the agreement that went to the, the to the federal government you know all of the federations down here agreed that, that we needed to be uh, have a uh, be 
be protected, and that's that's what all the federations signed up for, and uh, and that's what the the Australian National Borders um, is doing is um, representing every every pigeon fancier who's part of the clubs, who are part of those feds, and those feds uh, make up the Australian National Pigeon Board at this moment. Absolutely, uh, Victoria's not, not yep. represented, so um, it's up to us to ensure that we have a representative or two. Well, they'll be welcomed. Uh, we we need a metro rep from Victoria, and we need a country rep from Victoria yeah. on yep. the national board. And uh, look, they will be warmly welcomed. So you know, it's and and look, the national board is it, it works as a team. You know, even though you know we. We, we do our best to really work with each other. So it's, you know, it's a teamwork approach. It's not about yeah. having one expert and, and, you know, everyone just complying with that. Yeah. It's about us working as a team to, to achieve the best outcomes for pigeon fanciers Australia-wide. Well, that, that's the name of the game. It really is. Well, You've got to work as a team. Well, maybe, yep. maybe we need a mediator because if you can't come to some sort of consensus, then you always get a mediator in. And maybe <laughs> maybe Pigeon Radio Australia could be a mediator and we might, might get, you know, all these feds on the, on the radio with you, Greg, together and have a chit-chat on the radio and see if we can come to some consensus. Sounds good. Does sound good. I think it's... Uh, for for a future discussion, Greg, um, if you're willing to come back on, we're willing to have you have you on. And um, look, I must say it's been a pleasure having a chat with you. Um, I, I have a bit of a chat with you on on the uh, on the Facebook and everything else, but it's a, it's a pleasure to to speak with you. And um, I wish you and the board um, uh, every success. Um, because thank you, of, because thank you. it's because really appreciate it. It's the uh, the pigeon fanciers of Australia's. You, you, it's it's you guys are, you know, uh, are looking after us, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, and, and look, everyone on the board is voluntary. None of us get paid a cent. No, yeah, and in yeah. fact, I, I would hate to think how many thousands of dollars I'm out of pocket from going to Canberra three times <laughs> in Sydney. And <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's it's not like we're getting rich out of it. Believe me, we we don't no. get paid a cracker. So, no, so no, uh, everyone's the same. But but yeah. what what is involved are good people who want to promote and support the future of our sport in Australia. So, you know, that, that's the sort of person and people we're wanting on the board from Victoria are people who are genuine people who are concerned for the future of our sport and prepared to work towards it. Yeah, that's, in a, that's in a team fashion. Yeah. Yes, that's the important thing. You've got to work as a team. Yep. There's no, there's no I in, uh, in team. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. On that note, uh, on that note, Greg, I I thank you very, very much on behalf of the Pigeon Radio, and uh, thank you very much. And uh, look, success for the for the for the future, mate. Yep. Look, I love thank you. Success, and I hope you win Alice Springs. <laughs> I'll, I'll be trying again this year, believe me. <laughs> no worries. All right. Now, Tony Barber, before we say goodbye, I just wanted to mention that uh, the. Uh, Pigeon Radio Australia European Race Mix is out. We had Rob Marshall talking about it, and uh, you can uh, purchase it down there at Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. And details for the Pigeon Radio Australia European Race Mix 
are on the website, Tony. You're, you're using it. How yeah, do you find I'm using it anyway? Like I said before, mm. from the race I had 100% mm. returns and they play them very well home. Mm. They shine and they look in. Well, on the website, and you'll find the details to www.pigeonmedia.com.au. And now it's time to say goodbye. And first of all, to you, Tony Barbara, goodbye, mate. Goodbye, Ivan. Goodbye, B1. Goodbye, Pink Panther. And goodbye to everybody around the way. And to number B1. Ah, uh, yes. Good, good, goodbye, uh, Ivan. Goodbye, B2. Goodbye. Uh, good luck, uh, Pink Panther. But I've yep. just got one thing. The Tassie Fed, they're running a fundraiser and there's some fantastic birds up on the uh, Diamond Pigeon Lofts auction site. So anyone who wants some really good birds... Go to that site and support the Tassie Fed. Hmm. So that's uh, goodbye for me and see you later. All right, and Charlie, Sir Charles, up there in Wallen, you're off to uh, to a terrible place tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for some, for some. Bye, Charlie. All the goodbye, best. everybody. Tomorrow. Yeah. Goodbye, goodbye. And it's cheerio from me, and we'll catch you same time, same station here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Cheerio. Yeah. Yeah, man, yeah, man.